Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey, and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Hey, 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 welcome Jesus Girls. Pam Ramey here, and so happy you have joined us today, where our goal, as always, is to encourage and equip you to live your life with destiny and purpose. At the end of today's show, we'll make a powerful declaration over our lives and also share a cool fitness tip that will help you feel better. Did you know that our words are the most powerful thing we have? It's true, because our words have the power to bless someone or ourselves or annihilate them or ourselves. You know that old adage, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me, is such a crock. Many of us really can attest to having words spoken to or about us that have hurt way more and taken more time to heal than would a broken bone. One of my favorite verses about this is in Proverbs 18.21, where it says, Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. I mean, think about that. Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. It reminds me of the this experiment that was conducted by a Japanese businessman. His name is Masaru. I want to pronounce his name correctly. Amoto. And he is known for his experiment on the reaction that words have on water. And what he did was he filled all these glass containers about halfway with rice and he topped each of them off with water. Then he, he placed positive and loving words on some of the jars and then on the other jars he, pay, he placed hateful and negative words. He also spoke positive and loving words over some of the jars and then a hateful and negative words over the correlating set of jars. There were like some other aspects woven into this experiment which excluded included like soothing versus hard metal music and prayer and things like that. And the experiment the experiment lasted about 30 days. 30 days. That's not that long. But at the conclusion, Amoto froze the water from each of these jars and he started examining the water crystals under this super high-powered microscope that had photographic capabilities and his findings were really astounding. The crystal formations from words like love, gratitude, harmony, and thank you stunned as these beautiful little ornate sculptures, mostly light in color. Whereas the crystal formations from words like evil, you fool, and you disgust me, were very dreary, mostly dark, and really goopy looking. (laughs) Though some have refuted Emoto's findings, numerous other people have experimented with the same idea of taping positive and loving words versus hateful and negative words on jars containing water and or rice. And it's so cool because the water stayed clear and the rice remained white, 
<clears throat> with those loving and positive words, whereas the jars with the negative and hateful words across the board turn dark and moldy. And, you know, it just kind of gets you thinking, like, if what we write or speak can noticeably affect the appearance of water and rice, can you imagine the profound impact our words must have on us? And, you know, think about this. The human body is composed of about 60% water to boot. And it kind of makes us wonder, what are we speaking over the water? What are we speaking over ourselves? Do you know that our words actually create? Something was being created by the words in Emoto's water and rice experiment. And that's how God created the entire universe. He spoke it into existence. He used words to create the ground we're standing on, the flowers we're smelling, and the water we're drinking. I love this verse in Psalm 33. Nine that says, words he breathed and worlds were birthed. Let there be, and there it was, springing forth the moment he spoke. Or how about this verse? It's so cool. Hebrews 1 3, at the end of that verse, it says, He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. So, You know, when I view my mouth from this perspective, it helps me realize there's really not a lot of wiggle room with how I choose to use my words. And, you know, that's not to say that it is not a constant challenge, but something I've become acutely aware of in these past few years. So when I speak, I'm planting a seed for something to grow, good or bad. We're all doing that. It's, it's true for us because it's, it's a law of the universe that God put into place way back in the beginning of time. In fact, in Galatians 6, 9, uh, 7, and 8, it says, For what you plant, so we can look at our words like that, for what we plant will always be the very thing we harvest. The harvest we reap reveals the seed that was planted. So, Jesus girls, what kind of a harvest are we creating? To talk about that, I'd like to welcome my good friend and sidekick to the show, Miss Lorraine. How you doing today, Lorraine? Ah, uh, doing great, Pammy, and hope our Jesus girls are doing great today also. You know, I loved the testimony you shared with us in our first show about how you overcame an eating disorder That almost took your life. And girls, if you've missed that testimony, go back and listen to it because it's so powerful. But you shared with us how you needed to not only change the way that you thought, Lorraine, but that also you had to change the way that you started speaking over yourself. Absolutely. In fact, my Christian counselor had to teach me how to begin declaring life-giving words over myself because I didn't even realize how many negative things I was saying to myself. Mm, I can relate to that for sure. Well, give us an example. What kind of things were you speaking over yourself that were negative? Oh my goodness, there were so many, but things like, People can't know my secret or no one will love me. Mm. Or I am alone in this 
world, mm. or I hate myself and I want to die. I literally wished I had never been born and was rejecting life. I realized those were all lies from the enemy and that I was agreeing with them. I had to learn to speak life-giving words over myself, and it was a process. When I did this, I also learned how to stop agreeing with the devil and start agreeing how God truly saw me. That's really powerful, Lorraine. And girls, excuse me, I think we need to remember that... (laughs) Going back to what Lorraine just said, the devil doesn't come to give us a hard day. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy every single good thing in our lives. And we can stop him in his tracks when we don't receive the words that he puts in our head. You know, I remember, Lorraine, a few years back while I was teaching a street jazz class. In fact, at a lo- you were in that class. Oh, I love that You were class. in that class <clears throat> at a local gym. Anyway, I kept bumbling at my choreography, which happens, by the way, when you choreograph in your head on the way to class. But that is another story. But on this particular day, every time I messed up, out of my mouth flew the words, my bad. And I happened to say these words, a lot during this particular workout. And I honestly, I just didn't give a second thought to, you know, what I was saying until a good friend pulled me aside after class. And she said, Pam, you may not be aware of this, but every time you mess up your choreography, your response is always the same. You're always saying, my bad, but you're not bad. You're good. And I wish you wouldn't speak that over yourself. And you know what? She gave me a hug and headed off toward the locker room. And I have to say, I was a little taken aback by, you know, that at first until I allowed the truth of that to leak its way into my brain, which, by the way, did I mention that our brain is about 83% water? Mm. (laughs) And really what my friend said was out of love for me. And I want you to know, I have not spoken those words over myself ever since. Because I really had never once viewed my bad as being negative. I just didn't even think of it that way. I I thought, you know, it's slang. It doesn't mean anything. They're only words. And But it's interesting to note, like as I think back on that experience, that, you know, ever since that happened, every time I would start to speak the words my bad, I'd stop myself. And I really would be very intentional, and I would say, no, I'm not bad. I am good. And it's so interesting to note that the change in my words came, there came a change in my dance self. I became more confident as a choreographer and a dancer. And yes, I still messed up, but it just didn't happen quite so frequently. And also at that, during that same time, God just started opening doors for me to dance more and in different capacities like at my current church um, they asked me to oversee the dance performance ministry 
and we created a troupe uh, that was in, we were involved in numerous large productions. He downloaded a vision of choreography for this really cool dramatic dance piece with drums and and dance that portrayed the gospel. And we performed this in front of hundreds of people for two or three years in a row. And lives were really changed by this. And as I look back on that experience now, I realize that by refusing to call myself bad and speak instead that I am good, that my words began to create a whole new expression and expansion of dance in my life. Wow, that is a great story. Pam, Mm -hmm. I loved hearing that. You know, it's really easy to invite unwanted things into our life by chalking it up to some speech to only slang Mm -hmm. or just a figure speech like making an L with your fingers on your forehead and calling yourself loser. Boy, is that ever true. And then, you know, when we think about that verse, and this is a wow verse in Job 22-28 that says this, Decree a thing and see it established. Wow. Correct. So, if what I say is ultimately going to be established in my life, well, that puts me on high alert with the words I choose. Mm -hmm. Words like loser, or I'm going crazy, or I could just die, or my back is killing me are not things I want established in my life. Amen, man. And I'm telling you, I've spoken things like that more times Mm -hmm. than I care to admit. But you know what? I make a conscious effort now to just not go there. And when it happens, and it does happen sometimes, I'll tell you, when I do, I renounce that I even let those words Mm -hmm. come out of my mouth because I don't want those seeds dropped into my heart with the opportunity to take root. And when I renounce those words, I cancel the invitation and I remove the welcome mat. I feel a declaration are coming on. Me too. What do you have for us today, Lorraine? Uh, let's see. Let's take a cue from that Job twenty two twenty eight, And I'll speak it first. And you and our Jesus girls can declare after me. Let's do it. Okay. How about, I declare the truth of God's words flow from my lips. I declare the truth of God's words flow from my lips. And his power is being established in my life. And his power is being established in my life. Jesus girls, I want you to say this out loud. I think we should do that again, Lorraine. Oh, let's do it. I declare the truth of God's word flows from my lips. I declare the truth of God's word flows from my lips. And his power is being established in my life. And his power is being established in my life. Wow. I love that. Jesus girls, I hope you said that out loud. I hope you're speaking these words, these great words from the word of God over your life. Before we head out today, I want to give you a great fitness tip and an exercise that you can do that's called 
planking. Some of some people refer to a plank as being a perfect exercise. It's something that you hold in place and it strengthens your arms, your chest, your core, your midsection, and your legs. So when you think about a plank, think about the name of that exercise, long and strong, like a, a, a plank of wood. And to set up a plank, think about what it would look like to start that starting position of a push-up. So your wrists are right underneath, your shoulders and your arms are straight. Now, you can begin planking off of the wall, off of the wall, and then once you feel good about that, you can move down to a lower surface, maybe the kitchen countertop. After you, you know, conquer that, you can move down to a lower surface, maybe the bathroom vanity or even the bathtub, and then eventually work yourself down to the floor. Once you're in a plank, I'd like to challenge you to hold that for 20 seconds. Hold that for 20 seconds, then come out of your plank, and then hold it for 20 seconds again. Come out of that plank and see if you can go for a third 20 seconds. Hey, if 20 seconds, that first 20 seconds is what's in it for, in, in you for that day, that's great. That's a 20 second plank and you're going to be working almost your entire body. So, Get out, do some planking, and you know what? Even if you're outside, find a park bench. You can plank just about anywhere. And that's about it for our show today. We are so happy you are here. You were here with us. Please like our show and subscribe to our channel if you found this to be helpful. And we'd love so much if you'd share this with your friends. Jesus Girls, you're awesome. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Jesus Girl Roar. Okay.